You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again by Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. today but before we get to that Corey, how's it been buddy uh pretty good pretty good um weird week so far it's tuesday but uh cold sunday cold monday uh hot as fuck today by cold how what, what uh, not 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 like you're cold i mean just like you know like it's not even really that it's cold just the wind it, we've been having high wind down here a lot so it's just, I guess, a a cold wind, and it's been uh, like misting. So it's been real foggy and a lot of mist. So it's just like you you're just getting pelted with little sprinklets of water all fucking day. Fair enough. I'm not gonna say it's it's nowhere near you guys as cold. Um, oh no, I just I'm jealous of you. It's supposed to be minus twenty six. This weekend. Today it was, let's see, uh, a cool 69 degrees. What's that? Like uh, 10, 12? I really need to just learn this. Uh, F2C. <laughs> it's telling me it was, tw- you called that a cool 61. 21 degrees? Yeah, it's, it feels great. I didn't say cold. I said a cool oh 20 degrees. God. That oh, is man. not cool. What's not cool about it? I didn't say cold. Cool. Brisk. That is summer. Yeah. That is definitely not summer for us, but. It was minus 12 today. Okay. I see. hate you. Let's see what that um, is. Minus 12. 10 degrees. Okay. Not bad. Yeah, so um, speaking of cold, the Montreal Canadiens continue <laughs> to uh, lose hockey. Jesus, which it's is which bad. is which is good, you know, which is good for like you know the tank team tank and shit. But yeah, it's been it uh, it's been exhausting. <laughs> yeah, three game losing streak for the Habs. Uh, Got blown out five to nothing against the Sens. That was Owen Beck got his debut game though, so we'll get to talk about that. But Habs are using the reverse retro jerseys tonight, so uh, you can pretty much shock that up for to uh, a four game losing streak uh, by the time that's done. Um, Excuse me, I was going to get the game is currently on right now while we're recording, but continue. Yeah, before we even get to that, um, do you want to talk about Owen Beck's NHL debut? Yeah, absolutely. Um, how did you feel? Let's let's just take it from a, a hometown fan. That was a pretty bad game from the Habs overall. <laughs> okay. 
Um, no, it was it was no no no. You you you're right. I'm I'm just. I thought back. Uh, looked like he belonged. Uh, great like great skating. Uh, definitely like skated with the best of them that night. He didn't with... look like an OHL player. He had some high no. scoring, yeah. high high percent scoring chances. Uh, had you know cut in, had a shot from the slot. Uh, two on one opportunities. Like I thought he played pretty well. That, pretty solidly. I thought it was pretty stupid of um, St. Louis to have Dvorak taking some of the face-offs. Given just let the, him be immersed into it. But well, no, given the fact that he always, like he's the best face-off man in the OHL, <laughs> like let him take. Well, I guess I guess maybe we were just getting pumped so bad they were just, you know, no. <laughs> well, look. All, all I, I know is that one of our best chances that night was off of an Owen Beck shot, and um, I guess I guess that's that's one of the best things we can say about it is that uh, he looked really good for the situation. I think if we had a positive, um, you know, momentum team around him right now, it could have showed off a little bit more. But at the same time, I did like that we were very easily, you know, like we didn't have to search for positives in his game amongst a game where we looked terrible. He just like, just his skating alone looked great. Phenomenal. Um, I think he's really good uh, defensively. I feel like uh, his, his offense is going to come in time and it, especially with a, you know, with getting himself in openings like that. And I think his skating is really, really big on, on, on that. But um, I think there's a, a lot to, a lot to come for this kid. No, absolutely. I think he, uh, I think he fit in, like I said, like, I don't think he looked bad. I think it's tough when the team got completely blown out. Um, it's a difficult situation to be dropped into especially just kind of showing up the day of playing. And I think he handled it mm-hmm. well. And I think uh, the team did a good job of uh, uh, kind of, you know, it seems like it was a friendly atmosphere to enter to. So it was nice to see. And I went back to the OHL and I think he had, he had like a two assist game with the Peets the next day. So Great. just, just I, a good opportunity for Owen Beck. I, uh, they kept panning to his parents in the stands. It was just like, dude, you just wanted him to like have a successful night. Yeah, I actually, uh, I totally forgot about this. His brother, uh, Brandon, I actually, uh, I played soccer with him. <laughs> so that was kind of weird to uh, nice. to see him on TV. But yeah, no, good for him. Good to see another uh, local kid uh, make his NHL debut. Um, since Justin Williams retired, Coburg hasn't had anyone in the NHL. So uh, kind of cool to see. Absolutely. Now Port Hope, uh, I wouldn't say is on the map, but Port Hope has uh, has got someone to look forward to, and for young kids to strive to be like, you know. No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, dude, that was really a a shit game. There's there's not much. There's not much else that was good in it. Um, I felt a lot of the guys looked. Uh, just bad, but uh, one thing, Matthew Joseph's uh, bank shot was pretty um, 
Like that's cool. I didn't I didn't think someone I, I don't think that obviously I don't think it's planned, but um to be able to put it off the bank and make it have a beeline straight for the net was was pretty sick, not gonna lie. Um <laughs> I think that might have been the coolest moment of this game. Uh, no, fair enough. I, I don't know. Honestly, like I stopped watching. I was starting to um, fall asleep. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it was it was a tough one to watch. It was a tough was one to watch, but I was really watch. trying to watch it. You know, just because like I wanted to see if uh, Owen Beck was gonna pop off or um, like Belzio would get his first goal. Um, couple of i don't know just just a tough night for them and it's starting to look that way uh into tonight's game as well i believe it's the end of the period right now uh it's 2-1 i mean doc doc's having a night i guess so far doc's having a a streak here playing well as since so he's glad been- that that's back in um, but moving moving past uh, the Owen Beck game, uh, Habs announced, and we forgot to talk about it last episode, Cole Caulfield, done for the season. Yeah. Uh, getting surgery on his shoulder and was, I guess, uh, we learned it was like dislocated twice, popped it back in himself oh the first God. time. Um, yes, it was a Nashville game was the last time they kind of, Decided to shut him down after that and, you know, kind of gearing up so that he's able to, you know, get the surgery and then come back for the start of the season. Not going to miss any games next season, hopefully. So that's good to see that the teams, you know, on smart that about now, his injury, at least the Habs, the Habs have, I think a lot of people need to question uh, the Habs medical staff because this team year after year after year, this is, almost three years i think last year we led the league and games lost the, the year prior i think we were what do you want to say like we were close we were very close um mm-hmm. we've you know seen players like gallagher get injured all the time marco this has been going back years and for the house to be playing their young players while they're injured in a year that means absolutely nothing makes absolutely zero sense to me. And I think someone needs to be held accountable. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, I think you're right. It's um, like you said, I know that the guys want to battle it out regardless, but this is not a season where it's shaping out for us. So why, why do this to our guys and why do we continue um, to let it happen? you know, to, to our youth or Brendan Gallagher um, is, is a clear example of, you know, someone that plays very hard and it is because of that has never had a full season. I think, fuck, how many, how many he's had like two, three full seasons. If that, Um, I would hate to see that be the culture, like continue to be the culture moving forward is that our young guys are going to play, um, play tough on the body um, for, for, I'm not going to say nothing because they're, you know, this is their career, but like the team's not in a successful chance they're not in a run chance. So why are we forcing them to, you know, put so much wear and tear on their body? Well, and Ken Hughes literally said it himself. 
you have to protect the players from themselves. Cole Caulfield mm-hmm. clearly said like he didn't want to shut it down. Yeah, he wasn't going to come out. <laughs> so why are you, especially these young guys who are able to play through a little more because their bodies are more, it's a benefit when you're young. But, you but I mean, that should be, that right? sh- I'm sorry, but that should be the guys you need to shut down. Like, I'm not going to say that they're a prioritize any of them. What I'm saying is no one should be playing through injuries in this season. Yeah. But I mean, in general, the young kids shouldn't be forced. Well, not, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have the mentality that yes, obviously they have a say in whether or not they're going to play or not, but like they should definitely have a little less control in that considering they're still so fucking young. I don't think it matters though. I don't think that Cole Caulfield should not be playing through an injury this season, but neither should Alex Belzil. No one should. Because no, you're not, right. You're right. Not only that, it's like if you want to even look at it from kind of more of a pragmatic point of view and less of a human perspective, I don't want to fucking win games because while, while Cole Caulfield is risking further injuring himself. Do you know what right. I'm saying? Like, it's just not beneficial to it's- anybody. If it's from a business sense, you would think you'd want to you know, protect your assets. Like this is a young guy who clearly is a, is, is going to be a top scorer in the NHL. Why are you dogging him out like this? It makes zero sense. I don't get it at all, but I'm glad he shut down now. Uh, makes Habs hockey a little more boring, but thankfully we do have Kirby Doc to kind of spice things up a little bit. And I think I've seen a lot of this discussed, but it does lead the question – Lead to the question, is Nick Suzuki playing hurt? I think he's got to be. And I think he's got to be. I think and I I was I was I I don't want to say I was going to bring it up today or tomorrow, but he doesn't look like he's having fun. Like there's just look like a man that's healthy either. Yeah, he's where has he been? You know what I'm saying? Um, His just body language is just so. Like as if he's just holding it together for the team because he's trying to play to the to the letter that's on his shirt, you know. And I don't fucking I honestly I I think that's that's an even bigger mistake. You know, I'm not gonna I don't say think that- it's a mistake from the player's perspective because especially as Nick Suzuki, who's a young captain and he wants to lead by example. I don't think Nick Suzuki is a guy that leads with his words per se. No, I think he's like he a Pavelski. Like a, you know, he's going to just... Pavelski, that's... <laughs> wow. What? I, I don't know if I've ever heard of a Pavelski leadership metaphor. He's just quiet, you know? He's going to lead by example. What do you want me to... I was gonna, he's I not Shea Weber. He's, I would have gone with a, uh, a Patrice Bergeron. Oh, okay. But no, I, I do see what you're saying, and he, you know, he wants to play for the crest. I think Subban's speech definitely lit a fire under some of the asses of some of the players too. Mm-hmm. And it's important and it should be important. I respect that, but only in a season where it can make an impact. Right. And I think for Suzuki too, I would be willing to bet that part of it has to come into the fact that he's riding an Iron Man streak too. Where... <laughs> Not just an NHL one, but he hasn't missed a game since junior. 
Like he never missed a game in junior hockey. Wow. Nick Suzuki didn't miss. He's just a single dedicated game. to his craft at this point. He didn't miss a single game during the pandemic. <laughs> Suzuki never tested positive for COVID, or if he did, he hit it. <laughs> like oh, I'm fine. Just can't breathe. Like with a respirator, you know. Uh, yeah, I he's yeah. So I'd be willing to bet that has something to do with it as well. But I think uh, Suzuki. If he is hurt, he should absolutely shut down. He's not helping himself, and he's not helping the team by remaining out there. I think that's fair. I just want them to get better. You know, I, I feel like uh, like some of the young guys, you could still see the life in them. You know, even you know at this point in the season, but but like Suzuki you know, has just looked like he's just paying attention. He's just trying to get through, you know, this game. And then Caulfield, he went from, you know, that explosive personality to, you know, his last couple of games, not really animated, just playing to get get it through, you know. And not saying his his game was was bad. He was fucking doing great uh, despite his shoulder. Um but you can just see like kind of the hearts out of it. And I don't think it's because they don't want to play. I think it's because they're like, they're hiding, you know, an injury an illness, you know, uh, fatigue. And I think you're right though. Um, there's no, there's no need to force anything with young or old players, but you would think as, as a, as a fucking management group, you would, you gotta, you gotta shut these young guys down. They're the fucking future. They got no, they got I'm... young guys coming up. Just so what Laval is like slim pickings. Pull them the fuck up. Who cares? Who cares? Or, or make a trade. Start trading, guys. Yeah, we did see a big trade I uh, will say yesterday. We did, but before we get into that, I just want to highlight how much of a disaster uh the injuries too, allowing these old guys to play through injuries as well. This is why I don't yeah. think it's not just young guys. It's everybody because now I don't think we were going to get anything for Sean Monahan at the deadline. We're not going to get anything for Drew N. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else has been injured? Matheson, uh, even Ed- though we're not Edmondson. looking to move him, but is Edmondson out right now? Uh, let me check the. I know he's been he's been hurt multiple up. times. He was hurt recently. Edmondson is not in the lineup tonight, so yes, yeah, Edmondson's hurt. Like these are guys that we should be looking to deal. Mm-hmm. and get picks for but now like it's worst case scenario if we don't trade anyone at the trade deadline and i understand the way things are going this year it's kind of you know tough with the salary cap but we just saw like you said we saw a deal with bo horvat it's possible to make things happen mm-hmm. now un- unfortunately for both teams involved i don't think there was a i think there was two losers in that deal but yeah like one team took on like so much which I mean, you know, uh, it is what it is, but I think at the end of the day, it'll be a wash. Yeah, I, I think the Islanders, uh, pretty much known for making very good trades. Uh, I think they gave way too much for Bo Horvat. Um, you said the Islanders are known for making good trades. I mean, they make decent trades. I'm not like look let me let me just say like like i don't mean like fantastic trades i mean like they're gonna they're not gonna give away too much 
which is the exact opposite of what we just saw with this one. Like normally, I, normally it's pretty even. I would honestly, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Maybe I'm just um, not thinking. Well, I, just, I think I feel like in the Pirello has the last few years been, has made some of the worst trades of any GM in the national hockey league. Um, you start with this. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Bo Horvat for Anthony Bavolier, Aitu Raddy, and a first round conditional first round pick, top twelve protected, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I would I would argue the Islanders are one of the weakest depth pool uh, prospect pools in the league. You're trading Raddy, who is a very solid prospect. Um, people forget he was the consensus number one pick in 2021 until he kind of fell off and there were concerns with skating. He had a bad draft plus one year. Regardless, mm-hmm. he should not have fallen where to where he did. Um, and Bavolier, 25 years old, solid first-round player. And then that pick. Look, I don't – the Islanders aren't even in the fucking playoffs. So I don't know why they're they're grabbing Bo Horvat. This is not a team that can compete. They are 19th in the National Hockey League. So it's perplexing to me that they would try to add at the deadline here. What's most likely to happen is – they're going to lose their pick next year and they're going to end up even worse because Bo Horvat didn't even sign an extension. <laughs> I th- And you look at it from Vancouver's side, you've got, you've kept JT Miller over Bo Horvat and you've now traded your most valuable trade asset for a young forward who I like Bavolier, but I don't think he, Moves. He's 25 years old. Sure, if you want him to be part of the future, he may be, but I don't think he's he's not young enough to be a prospect. He's a middle, the middle of his prime NHL player. And you have granted Ratsy's probably their best prospect right now, but he's a forward. And now you have a, you know, a decent the first round pick. I guess is it's nice, but we'll see where it ends up being. If you know. If the Islanders finish in the playoffs, you get a 20th overall pick, something like that. Like, it's not great. Mm-hmm. And you haven't addressed your issues at defense. And you haven't really added many futures. I don't know. I think that's true. I, think it's, I honestly think it's, it's a loss for both teams. But in regards to what I'm defending, what I'm saying about Lamorello being terrible at trades, um, I, I wish I had a list because I don't want to uh, – I guess what miss like spout some nonsense here, but he traded Devon Taves for a second round pick. Um, he made this deal. Um, what was his? He made the uh, Romanov deal where he traded um, the I think what did they, get? they got Alexander Romanov for their first round pick, which we slipped for Kirby Doc. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a, honestly a terrible deal for them. He, what was the other? 
he traded. They got the uh, they gave us our fourth uh, first round number thirteen, which you said we we traded right. I think that's how yeah it worked. yeah he traded a he traded a uh, fourth um round? no he traded that's what we traded a first round pick a fourth round pick AJ Greer for Kyle Palmieri and Travis Ajak, which I, I don't, don't think, think that I don't is, think that was a bad one. Okay, he traded for uh, John Gabriel Pajo and gave up a first-round pick, which has turned into Ridley Grigg, who's playing against the Habs right now. A second-round pick, a third-round pick, who are both young players. We'll see if what they develop into. He traded, <laughs> he traded Sean Behrens and David, who is a very solid NHL prospect, 2021, for Andy Green. He truly... <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't think I'll be honest with you. I think Lou Lamorello's time in the Island has been filled with terrible deals. And I just don't know what that team's doing. Maybe they're just setting their old ways. Dude. I think Lou Lamorello's a dinosaur. He's too fucking old. He's 80 <laughs> fucking years old. And if you look at the his results as he's aged, I guarantee you there's a decline. He's a fucking dinosaur. They were talking today. Bo Horvat changed his number to 14 because Lou Lamorello doesn't believe you should have a number over 40. Like this guy's still in the NHL. You're not allowed to have facial hair on his teams. I think he's a fucking dinosaur. And I, I think if you make a deal with Lou Lamorello to not win that deal, I think you're doing you, you've got to fuck up pretty bad. So I think Patrick Alvin and the Vancouver Canucks really messed up here. Well, I mean, good on the Canucks though. Cause they, I mean, they don't really deserve any any positivity. Yeah. At least, I, at least management, you know. I think I think this is two losers in this deal. I think it's the rare NHL trade where two people lose, but as always in NHL deals, especially when there are futures and prospects involved, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I was pretty underwhelmed with that, to be honest. I thought it's disappointing to for him to not go to a real contender. And if you're Bo Horvat, you've got to be so upset. You were you were hoping to play some meaningful hockey and you get shipped to the island. It's just terrible. But like you said, though, he didn't sign it. He didn't sign. Well, would you? I wouldn't. <laughs> But okay, it's just a it's it's a it's a one stop if if he chooses that, because they don't really give away like big tickets. So yeah, I, especially Lou. Do you imagine having like you, you want to negotiate a big deal and you've got to negotiate against fucking Lou Lamorello? <laughs> nah, I'm sure he made like Zajac, like uh, not Zajac, um, Paul Mary. I'm sure he like made him like fucking wax his back and shit. <laughs> you know like yeah, we're not I remember going Paul to arbitration Mary, with Paul, that with that fucking back here bud you know like, you remember like, Paul Mary in uh New Jersey with that yeah he was a fucking beast dude like you could see his you could like he had neck hair <laughs> you know like chest hair that just continued up it was wild yeah but uh, Lou's gonna <laughs> Lou um I guess before we get into our next topic we uh have a message uh, today we have two we have two buddy because we're back into making money 
Uh, first, we'll go to DraftKings. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all, that means fucking everybody, new and existing customers can bet a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Um, I got to work the fucking Pelicans games this weekend, uh, and I'd be remiss if I know who they're playing, and I'm sorry about that, but they're shit. They're shit right now. I'd fucking take whoever they're... Take whoever's visiting New Orleans. Um, it's a hectic time right now. Everyone's ramping up for Mardi Gras. People's heads aren't in the right fucking places. I'm sure the players are eating king cake. They're fucking slow. They're sluggish. They're hurt. Um, I'd take anyone against the Saints. I mean, <laughs> anyone against the Pelicans right now. But uh, download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. It's minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Um, I guess I got to eat a little crow because last last episode, Mason, uh, I had talked so highly about uh, Cincinnati. And uh, <laughs> not going to lie, probably the most garbage conference championship games I've ever seen in my life. Both games were just fucking terrible. And the only good thing about the second one was more or less Patrick Mahomes in like a Jordan flu game caliber performance, which he still wasn't that great. It it took like fucking almost two periods, two quarters for a fucking touchdown. But at least I want to know. I want to know what's more dangerous: being a young, exciting Habs player this season, or being a San Francisco 49ers quarterback. Oh my God! Did you see the fucking memes? Have you Have you ever seen? Um, uh, well, for, the for those yard? of you that well, for those that for those that don't know, Brock Purdy um, started the season as the third string. Uh, Trey Lance, uh, the starter. Injured, out for the season. Jimmy Garoppolo, the backup, injured, out for the season. Brock Purdy, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, uh, comes in, wins every game, and then tears his UCL. Poor guy. <laughs> which is, uh, if you watch baseball, you'd be familiar. It's Tommy John surgery. So he he could be out for like a year. Oh, Just my God. That's stuff. unfortunate. Uh, yeah, not good. Not good at all. That game was uh that game was tragic and look at Philly look at Philly um just walking their way throughout this entire season just getting getting the better getting the better draw on everything and uh, and they're the fucking favorites because Patrick Mahomes is gonna have to get shot up so much he's gonna be so fucking high during during the fucking Super Bowl you know they're they're saying he's 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 not the better quarterback uh, than Jalen Hurts. 
Um, I don't fucking know. I think it's going to be a toss-up now. Um, I just couldn't believe Patrick Mahomes was uh, was attempting to even run the fucking ball, um, especially how when he would complete anything, he'd fucking, you know, limp back to the fucking bench to sit, even if it was just for like a couple of seconds. But, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, football, dude, that was such a disappointing weekend. Um, if anyone tuned into the THPN, well, not THPN, but uh, our uh, podcast companies, they had their pigskin version of it. They did a live stream of the second game. It was really cool. Had a couple of great guests pop on. One of the coolest was uh, Chris Johnson, which was uh, very interesting. But uh, Mason, let's uh, let's get back to it. You want to? We do another segment, or do you want to go into the next ad read? Uh, up to you. I say we knock it out. Why not, folks? Raycon is gracing us with another appearance and another chance for us to make some more money. Uh this time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good. But most of the time, pretty unrealistic. Um, look at me. Every year, I'm like, I'm going to fucking lose weight. And um, I, I think this one's a little out of my control this year because of my cars and stuff. But I am eating healthier and stuff like that. But I am have not been able to get back to the gym because we're using one vehicle and the vehicle sucks. And Jack doesn't get off till fucking late. But anyway. um. Yeah, I'm constantly fucking up, especially if it's like a sobriety one. Like, yeah, like I'm not going to drink for a month. Um, Always fucking that one up. Um, But anyway, I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact in the same way you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if something you use, if it's something you use every day, like Raycon's. Mid-sneeze. Uh, Raycon is pr- premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. So my other headphones crapped out, so I've really been relying on my Raycons as of late. And um, with my type of job, which is now uh, marketing and special events and hospitality, um, I'm making a lot more phone calls. And, um, you know, especially like, back and forth with the guys trying to find out where they are. If I got to go make a pit stop in the city, you know, I got to, I got to call the, the, the client. Then I got to call the office. Then I got to call the guys and try to get back to where we're at. You know, it's a, uh, an all day type of thing. And it's really awesome to have my Raycons kind of step up for that role. But uh, whether you're looking for a pair of everyday headbuds, earbuds, uh, low latency gaming headphones, a speaker with a battery that will last all night, which I'll get to in a second. At your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yep, Raycon start at half the price of other premium audio brands. That's another fantastic reason why these very cheap headphones can really, you know, take the cake. Um, so you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. That's absolutely true. Um, I only have the one pair right now, but uh, in the, in the past, I have known to have, you know, one that I keep in my work car and then like some I'd keep at home for like gym use, going to cut the grass. Um, 
it's a time's a little you know tight right now. The pocket's a little tight, but uh, I do. I would like to get back into having a second pair type of situation. And I think the Raycons are the best opportunity for that. Maybe I'll just go get another pair. But uh, even if you know you'll love the Raycons as much as I do, Raycons want to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options. That's fucking awesome. I don't even know if Mason was around for Walmart's layaway, but that's what it reminds me of. Uh, Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Um, I think my favorite thing about them is one, it's, um, I said I'd I'd pop back on it, but uh, eight hours of play with the everyday earbuds. That's the ones I have. Um, And if you buy their speaker, it looks wild. Kind of looks like a fucking disc meets a Roomba. Uh, 11 hours of play time. So that's like perfect for like the the parties and shit. Um, Crystal clear call quality is, I think, the number one seller for me because I need, I need a pair of headphones that can handle not only, you know, going back and forth from music, but to phone calls as well. Um, And I guess for me listening and going to a lot of shows growing up, I don't have the best hearing anymore. Um, And these things make it easier for me. Also, because I wear them all fucking day, I need like a really good gel tip that's soft. That's not going to irritate my ear from long use. And I think that theirs is a really good, uh, balance in between what i need but uh thank you thank you to raycon but uh ready to buy something small with a big impact folks go to buyraycon.com slash thpn today to get a 15 percent off on your raycon order that's buyraycon.com slash thpn to score 15 percent off buyraycon.com slash thpn um mason i'm just gonna do it I'm going to say my favorite bands I've been listening to, because I think that's the funnest part about even having a headphone ad. But lately for me, so start thinking for yourself lately for me, uh, Ascendancy album by Trivium. Love that band. One of my favorite bands growing up still to this day. They're making fantastic music, but I've been back on Ascendancy uh podcasts obviously like you know spitting chicklets i've been getting into the ring shrinks they've been having some fun guests on um gotta remember terry ryan's fucking tales with tr other than ours uh another music got my hawthorne heights ticket so uh rain just follows me album which is their newest one from 2021 and you can't go wrong with their first album not gonna lie so mason if you had some time to think and you have some music you'd like to share with the world, go ahead. Uh, uh <laughs> Jesus know. Christ. I've All just right. been listening think about to... It for, think, okay, go ahead. Uh, you know me, I've just been listening <laughs> to Morgan Wallen, Bailey Zimmerman. Morgan Wallen, okay. Same old. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Well, anyway, thank y'all, Raycon, for jumping back on as a sponsor. It means a lot to us, and I uh, hopefully can, you know, get a little change in our pocket. But uh, let's get back to the episode. Mason, where were we? Well, why don't we bring up, uh, since since we're done with the half stuff, why don't we bring up uh, the Oilers had brought in an e-bug um, in, a, in a weird situation at that. Um, the other day against the Blackhawks, which I love after the game, they said it was not in any way to embarrass or – make slight of the Chicago Blackhawks. 
um, because it was a 7-3 win. So I think they were already in the lead. Uh, I didn't watch the game, but obviously I'm sure like everyone else got the alert that there was an e-bug being activated. Um, but it was Matt Berlin, 25-year-old um, player for the University of Alberta. Um, he signed, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that day because Stuart Skinner uh, got sick. So at some point during the game, um, Jack Campbell, he had like 20 – so it says right here, 25 saves on 28 shots. He was having a pretty good fucking game. It's not the most, you know, but uh, Connor McDavid suggested uh, to Woodcroft to put to put him in, and uh, <laughs> they fucking did. Um, and he got the win. They gave him the, uh, you know, I forgot what they call it, but in the locker room, you know, everyone's got like that little token they give to the their player of the game or impact of the game type of guy. And they gave it to him. Uh, seemed pretty speechless. Uh, but I thought it was quite interesting. Uh, sick pads, too. He had like a dark green and yellow against the the Oilers. Uh, was that the 07 um, Halo sword kind of looking design? You know what I'm talking about? On the jersey, I'm sorry. Which one? They're, they're, they're old alternates from like, I think it was like, maybe it wasn't 07, but it was, it was somewhere like around like when I was younger, it kind of looks like the Halo um, plasma uh, sword. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So the Oilers have this Jersey that they brought in. Um I know at some point in our youth, the black, the black jersey. It doesn't look black. It's like a navy blue, but uh, it's got the uh, it's got like an oil droplet, but it looks like it's going like super saiyan, like it's coming down at an angle. But the uh, isn't it? Yeah, the black, the black Oilers jersey. The it's the gear. Yeah, the gear one, correct. Oh, sorry. You, I, I was. No, like, you're so- you're good. You're good because they're doing the reverse retro, so it's it's a navy blue one right now. I forgot what original looked yeah, like. Yeah, it was like I black and I blue or something. I think it looks like the Halo fucking um sword, and I liked it as a kid. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, cool moment for him. Uh, <laughs> I love. I love that uh, they had to put, we meant no disrespect to Chicago, who probably is one of the most deserving teams to get shit on. Um, but, hey, this kid got to live out his fucking dream. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and an easy win for him as well. So, kudos to him. Um, no, absolutely. I mean, like, it's cool to see that happen, too. And I, I saw his uh, his kit. And it looked absolutely sick. The Alberta pads with the uh, that's like that's an all timer right there. I love that that dark like forest green on that yellow it looks. Oh, looks that terrific. it looks sweet. Looks um, terrific. So yeah, good for Matt Berlin. Yeah, absolutely. And um, fuck, dude, I don't really have anything else other than All Star game. You know, the All Star weekend's coming. So unfortunately, it's. I, I hate to bring it to this, but it's not really anything to look forward to. Um, yeah, who cares? <laughs> Nick Suzuki's not feeling well, so I, I doubt he's really going to have a good weekend. And 
I'm sure if anything, that's going to take from his recovery. It would give him, you know, some time off. Instead, he's not going to get that. Um, and it's just not fun anymore. And now that, like, now would it not be an entertaining? You, we, we, hockey fans, you got nothing to fucking do unless you got like some local hockey, you know, or like uh, an AHL team or something to watch. You, you're kind of fucked. I don't know. I don't no, know. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie and pretend that I. I know we know you don't enjoy it for really. the All Star break, and I don't think I have. But I think it it'll be nice for the players to get a break. Uh, hopefully, nurse some injuries because whatever Suzuki's on, hopefully, like you know, as much as I want the team to finish lower in the standings, I can't. Like when I watch the games, I root for them to win, and I would love for Nick Suzuki to finish the year strong, like play well mm-hmm. and for this team to continue to lose. That's, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Uh, you um, know, rack up some, rack up some points, but, but have an admirable loss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would like the games to be watchable because lately they have not been. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Um, but look, I do have this to say um, the NHL, they have really no competition. They have nothing to like really look at, you know. And some people might think this is stupid. I'm going to stick by with I like the PHF, the women's league, just had theirs, and uh, I didn't watch it. And that's because I, I my Hulu subscription's over thanks to Disney Plus's bundle. But um, I saw because I came up with them on on Instagram. I saw that they did kind of like a world uh like a world cup where they took their all-stars and they grouped them into three different teams instead of the conferences because it's a smaller league right but they did team usa team canada and then team world and they did a tournament base like that and i thought that was really fucking cool it's something different and i'm sure it's going to be a lot less funded but probably a lot more exciting than this all-star uh weekend for the nhl it's great for kids, but uh, everyone else who's now got to take a weekend where there's no there's no hockey that some people's weekends are like live live for that shit. You know, there's no football, which is whatever. Uh, Basketball is a trash league. And now we have no hockey, so maybe they can maybe they can find ways to make it fun again and maybe take a page from uh, the PHF dude. do like a little World Cup since we're never going to get one again. Thanks, Russia. Actually, uh, I think I saw recently Gary Bettman talking about how they need to get uh, best on best hockey back. So we'll see. I yeah, I would love that. It, but I would love to see best on best. We need to see it. Dude, it was so fun. It was uh, – I always say this, but it, but it, it was. You know, like I, I finally was able to watch hockey again. I was working at the bar. And I was fucking at work like 24-7. Like my 20s was just me working. And that's pathetic. But, you know, in that time, like my love for hockey like re-blossomed, you know. And uh, and one of, one of the main things was just like, you know, finding out that it was coming back and that the season was going to end. There'd be like a month break. And then we'd have hockey, like a f- high caliber hockey too. And then it shortened their – you know, the, the time waiting for the game to come back. And it was fucking fantastic. I feel dumb for not getting uh, any type of jersey during that because they, they all look terrific. My cousin Cody actually has a uh, – I think he's got a Canadian Bergeron jersey 
Never wears it though because it's starting to uh, not tear, but like some of the lettering, it wasn't a stitch. It was kind of, a, I think, heat press. So it's starting to come off and he's terrified to wear it. But um, can't wait for that to come back around. Um, to have pro players in a world caliber like this, I can't, I just, just can't fucking wait. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, Mason. Uh, weird episode, <laughs> mainly because of uh, the length of the the ad reads. But uh, I don't have anything else to say, Bonnie. If you want to close her out right here, I know it's uh, it's the almost the tail end of the second period between the Habs and the Ottawa part two. It's still two one. Um, you might want to catch a little bit of this game. I'm not sure. You might want to go home, eat a little something. But um, I'm tapped out. I think I'm ready to to call it until later in the week when our next episode comes out. Yeah. Um, thank you once again for uh, somebody listening to Habs Nightly. We will be back with our little all-star break uh, episodes. We'll have to get some different topics to uh, discuss, but um, NHL play resumes February 11th for the Montreal Canadiens. So that is disgusting. If- you My choose to God. skip those episodes. We'll uh we'll see you guys. We'll try to land some guests, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll try to get something done. So uh thank you once again and uh we'll talk to you guys soon. Talk to y'all later. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.